Lord Jesus, may that be true and accurate of our lives. I confess, Father, there are areas that, boy, I hold on to pretty tightly. My time, my future, my resources, my relationships. Savior, may it be that what we've been singing will be increasingly true of our lives. Savior, may it be that your will is more important than mine and more definitive than mine. If you call me, Savior, and send me, oh, Jesus, may I go. Whether it be across the road to my neighbor or around the world. Father, I, I just pray that these songs that are so precious and have been so sweet would not just be songs that we sing because they're pretty or we like them. But God, would really get to our will, the heart of things. May we surrender to you everything, Father. So, and so if you call us, please make us willing to be made willing to go and do whatever it is that you've called us to go and do. Whether we want to or not, we just believe you, God, that your will and your ways are higher than ours. And so we love you for your name. We love you for your name that is above every other name. And so, Savior, we exalt you and we thank you for who you are. Spirit of God, thank you for filling us with you, your spirit. God, for guiding us, convicting us, comforting us. And so I pray for this dear congregation, many of whom still, boy, we still need a fresh breath of comfort. There are many here who've gone through really, really hard things or know people who have. God, I pray you draw glory to yourself in the comfort that you give. And many seek direction. Father, what do you want us to do next? God, I pray you draw glory to yourself through guiding us. And Father, I just pray that you'd give healing to those who are still sick, God, or who are in trouble. I pray for healing. And, and Father, uh, we thank you, indeed, uh, as, as Jim prayed for Hedy Marie, for our, our Hispanic neighbors who are us, who we are them, they're among us. And thank you for Hedy Marie Flores, who's worked for years to help train leaders in Hispanic community that would be um, increasingly Hispanic, Hispanic. That is, they, they administer the, one another in languages and idioms and, and ideas that make sense. And so God bless her ministry, and, and we're part of it, God. Thank you for that. I pray, God, you'd multiply ministry tenfold. Father, for your word. Where would we be without your word? So I pray now, as I prayed before, that you'd open your word to us and teach us by it, I ask, and transform us in it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. We're glad that you've come. It's good to see you, uh, each of you. And of course, you know, I hope by now, uh, that my sweet spot really is give me a book. You know, I want to preach through a book because I really believe that if I can explain the book, you can hear God's voice through it. God speaks to us through his word, right? Um, and so I, I, I like that. But every year for the last 30 or so, we've taken the first months of the year and said, what are things that are most important? Of all the gazillion things that we think are really important, what is of first importance to us and our congregation? And so, you know, I've, I've taught this for about 100 years. So you should think in terms of a tree. So a tree has branches that go up. So one of the most important things we do is we give reverent worship to God. So as we try to lead you in today, it's not singing. It's not, this isn't a kumbaya song section. This is leading you in worship. 
It's where you come reverently and humbly and you give worship to the God who hears it. He deserves it. And then the roots go down and that's, man, we just got another Bible, right? The roots go into the word of God. We believe that this is a, the, the plenary, verbally inspired word of God. God speaks to us through his word. So what we got to do sometimes is read devotionally, but sometimes we got to study. So last week I talked about how to study. We talked about Oreo, observation, you know, revelation, observation. What, what's the text say? What's God revealing in it? Can you explain it? And what's the one thing God wants you to do about it? You know, how does God, so, and, and we have branches off the tree, and one branch is outreach. We absolutely cannot be a holy huddle out here between Watoma and Red Granite. Somehow, we have to have some kind of outreach to our community. We have to help people who don't know Jesus love and know Jesus. We have to, or we're just like a club, right? That doesn't work. And the other branch is the welcome part, which says, man, once you've received Christ, you really belong. You are really part of the family. And that's our community. And by God's grace, we're going to build a community here. And then somewhere on those branches, there's got to be a bird's nest someplace. Because whatever the church does, man, we serve. I serve somebody. So anyway, those are our five big ones that we, we've talked about forever. Now, at this year, we've had a couple that we've talked about. Uh, uh, the Apostles Paul said, love is the greatest. Today, I want to talk to you about one more thing that we do every year. We've done it in different ways every year. I want to talk about prayer. We have taught you to pray. Uh, remember Jesus, uh, his disciples, Jesus teach us to pray. And so we know from then Matthew 6, he said, pray like this. We're not going to go with it. That's not the text today. But Matthew 6 said, he said, pray like this. He taught us the Lord prayer. You know, our Father art in heaven. So from that prayer, we understand that pray like this. We came up with a model, which is A-C-T-S. So when you pray, you adore God. I always say, pray 10 things uh, for who he is. God, you are great. You are truth. Your ways are perfect. Your word is flawless. You are faithful. You are just. You are holy. You are kind. You are loving. You are all that you are the, the great I am. So anyway, you pray just for who he is. I adore you for that thing. And then the C is, Father, we did earlier in communion. I confess. I confess what I've done, what I've thought, what I've not done, what I should have done. I confess. The T then is, is uh, thank you for my daily bread. Thank you for my daily bread. And we thank God for what he's, not for who he is, but for what he's done. I can think of a gazillion things God has done for which I'm deeply thankful for. And the S is supplication. So, Father, you know, give us stuff that we need. We're praying for people to be healed, and we're praying for our loved ones. Um, and, and so, um, you know, that we've taught you to pray. And, 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 but today, I want to teach you what Jesus prayed about. Because he spent one time, man, on his way to the cross. It wasn't in Gethsemane. It's before Gethsemane. Uh, and, and he's like, man, Father, I got a few things on my heart, and I'd like to evaluate how Jesus prayed, and here's my deal, asking you to pray some of the stuff that Jesus prayed. Fair enough? So that, his real priestly prayer is, is out of John chapter 17. Would you please find John 17? In the, in the chairs underneath you or in front of you, you'll find a blue Bible. If not, we'll get you one back here. You know, raise your hand, we'll get you one if you need one. It's on page 1679, 1679. So in your I'll read it, and I will try and read it slowly. Um, and your task is to answer the question, what was it or is it that Jesus is praying for? 
I'll just read the first six verses because this is where Jesus kind of prays for himself a little bit. He says, after Jesus said this, he looked up toward heaven and prayed. Okay, got it. Here's our Savior who's praying. Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to those you have given him. Now, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. What does Jesus pray? Glorify my name that I might glorify your name. Okay. Now, I just gave you that. How do you study the Bible, right? I gave you Oreo. Uh, you observe. His prayer was, Oh God, please glorify your name. There's a purpose to it. I'm observing that I might glorify your name. Um, can you explain to me what the word glory means? What does it mean to... So that's, that's the explanation part of your Bible study. What... And you learn this from commentary. What does the word glory mean? In the Old Testament, it comes from a Hebrew word, kavod. And the Hebrew word kavod means to make heavy or make weighty. So to increase the influence of someone's name. So Harry walks in and says, all the chairs are wrong here. You want to have the chairs facing that way. And we say, Harry, who are you? And I'm, my name, Harry, your name's just Harry. You don't matter. But if the elders walk in and say, we really want to try a church this way next week, so we can make all the chairs go that way, because of the elder's name, we move the chairs. God, increase the weight of Jesus' name in our congregation. May it be, Lord Jesus, that your name is weightier here than it was before. May, may what you say be, <laughs> I love this, man. I haven't got it figured out. I, may your name be more important than my name and your will more important than my will. Man, I don't know what that means fully. I just know for some of you, that's like a wow. You've got to go on a short-term mission trip. Why not this year? To Turkey or Africa or, or South Carolina somewhere. Come on. You have to. You just surrender it all. <laughs> or, or some of you got to like lead a Bible study in your house. You know, or host one. I don't, I don't know. All I know is, God, may it be that, that Jesus' name, the name, there is no other name. There's salvation in no other name. Wings sing kumbaya forever, but maybe there's, there's no salvation in any other name except the name of Jesus. And the New Testament word is doxa, where we get the word doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings. That one, that's doxa. That means to like recognize the dignity at the position or the incredible value of the individual. So may it be when people are sitting up town at some restaurant and that church out there in the middle, may they, whatever else, those people are crazy about the name of Jesus. And they do stuff because they think Jesus just told them to. They here visit the people. They're the, they're the ones who are most aggressive about visiting our shut-ins. You know, they come. They come to care centers. They visit people or they bring food or they adopt and foster and they do all kinds of crazy stuff because of the name of Jesus. Would you pray that? Would you please pray 
that the name of Jesus would have great weight here. So many of you will remember the name Bob Mueller. He was here for a long time, helped build this place, the building that is. And he went to work with a, uh, an old uh, uh, professor of mine, Ray Badgerow, who worked on a kind of like in a reservation setting in, in uh, Canada and British Columbia on the far west side with uh, First Nations people. And it was kind of like a real small uh, community. He said, Al, you know I'm going there, what I want to accomplish? No, what do you want to do? He said, I want to raise the name of Jesus. Because the missionaries who came before, they took Jesus' name down. I said, what are you talking about? They told the kids that their names were wrong, and they changed their names to European names. And they told these First Nation kids that their clothing was wrong, and they gave them different kind of clothing. And they told these kids who were used to running and being on trail, learning all kinds of stuff, that that way of learning was wrong. They had to sit in the classroom under a chair and be quiet. You know? And sometimes there was even abuse. And every native knew you couldn't trust their voices because they weren't trustworthy. So Ray said, I'm going to raise up the name of Jesus. Isn't that great? So now, when we say, Jesus told me to come here, they'll know I'll tell them the truth. And I watched it. I watched, I watched Ray. He hired a guy. He said, I will never force you to leave this place. Well, the guy did some really bad stuff. I mean, he's like, you know, he should have been fired. And Ray said, no, 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 no. I told you, and I gave you my word. In the name of Jesus, I will not fire you, and you will not lose your place. And he did not. And the name of Jesus went in that community. And now people come there, and they send their kids there because now, in the name of Jesus, they trust them in a brand new way. Isn't that cool? Would you pray that the influence and the name of Jesus would be exalted here and among us? Okay. I'm skipping a lot. Uh, okay. Verse 6. Now he speaks to those who are his current disciples. So you see that, that little italics, oh, there's Jesus prayed for his disciples. Those are the ones who were living then. And look at verse 20. Above that, it'll say Jesus prays for all believers. So now Jesus is going to pray for those who are following him right then. And then, I love this, the Lord Jesus Christ prays for us. And those who would follow him, that's us. Jesus prayed for you. What did he pray for you? It's a real similar thing that he prayed um, for his, but I'll go down to verse 20 right now. My prayer is not for them alone, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. What is his prayer? Okay, what's that? Yeah, that, that the church would be one. And, and so he gives us a hint. He says, and the way I want them to be one, folks, he's talking about us. We're the church. Jesus just prayed for you that we would be one with each other as Jesus is with the Father. I'm like, <laughs> how does that work? What does that even look like? We know a little bit from John 15. You know, to go back there. He talks about vines and branches. He said, my father's the vine rest, but I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you are 
in me, he says, and I am in you, then we are, we're one, we're together. So somehow then that we are supposed to be one. Folks, some of you have been there for a long time and some of us don't even know other people's names. That's kind of a prerequisite to oneness. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we don't have to go here, but in Acts chapter 4, when the church was first born, man, their church was just like getting started. In Acts 4, verse 32, 35, it says, um, and they, the disciples, they, they met together all the time, and they like ate together all the time, and they didn't even have their own stuff. So if somebody's car broke, I know they didn't have a car, but if someone's stuff broke, they would just like, here, I got one. Use mine. Use my donkey. They were a community. Okay, man, this hurts the American church in all kinds of ways. You know what we are now? I think, if you read books and stuff, and see, the big thing that we're talking about is we've become individual consumers. Where if I like what I hear, I buy. If I don't like what I hear or see, see ya. Because everyone knows it's about how I feel. Please, may I say this to you graciously? That's really wrong. And that's counter what Jesus prayed for you. Jesus did not pray that you be an individual, one only person, consumer, that exists to be satisfied. Please may it be that somehow we're one. That there's some commitment, some mutual oneness with the people you're sitting next to now. Last time I didn't get to it. I really, really, really wanted to get to it, but I didn't get to it. In Bible study, I'm telling you, you can study your brains out, but that does not guarantee that you are godly. You've got to love Christ. You can know everything and you can sing or dance or whatever and teach. But unless we love one another, the world will never know that Jesus dwells or is alive in here. We're just one more big club. Okay? We can't be. The apostle Paul will help us. He'll help us how to get there. He says, look, if there's any joy, make my joy complete by being, listen to this, of the same mind. Well, yeah, but what if a Republican or a Democrat comes in here or, or you know, be of the same mind? Well, what are you talking about? Regarding politics and stuff or, or vaccines? or Be of the same mind regarding your humility. Have this attitude in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Be one, man. Be of the same mind in your humility. Maybe you're not right. Maybe you don't have to have your own way. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe there's some incredibly wonderful people here that you don't even know, man, who are worth knowing and worth loving. Why, well, like God, I see some of the amazing things many of you have done. I confess I'm humbled. I'm not, I'm not, I'm honored to be in your presence because many of you do really quiet things that have changed people's lives so powerfully because of your love for Christ. May his name be exalted. And may this church, may this church be one. Over in verse um, 
11, he said, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the name, power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Jesus was going to go away. He didn't announce his retirement. He was going to go away. He was going to die. And those who were there would quickly be scattered. The Savior's gone. I'm out of here. And you say, oh God, oh God, oh God. Protect them from being scattered. Protect them from being overcome by evil. And then over in verse 20, he said, you know, make them one. There's one other area. There's several other areas. But there's one other area that you really need to know about. Shared Community Church, the Church of Jesus Christ, has got to be one on this critically important uh, item. We have got to agree on the gospel. We have to not just do intellectual assent. We have to agree on the content and the wisdom of the gospel. What's the gospel? First Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says, this is the gospel, that Christ was crucified. Okay, we know that. That's a, I know that. But what that means is, he was crucified because of me. I hate it when I hurt somebody else. Don't you? The thought of backing my car over one of my people I love, I can't hardly even imagine it. And Jesus was crushed because of my sin. That implies a few things, that no matter how hard I try, I'm never good enough. And so Jesus went to the cross to pay the sins penalty for all of my sin. Boy, if that doesn't humble you, I don't know what will. I'm really sorry for my sin, Jesus, and it is my sin that you died for. Oh, and, and he said, and he was buried. Why is that included? Because it was permanent. Jesus permanently took on skin. He permanently still has the scars in his hands. They don't hurt anymore, but he's got them still. Per There's a permanent change, folks. When I came to Christ as a kid in high school, I was like, a, I don't know, sophomore, junior high school. They said, it'll never last. The change has been permanent. Jesus has won me forever. I didn't do it. He did it. And on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. Miracle. Yep. He's the only one who ever did. Yep. Some, John 1.11, said, we know this story. Did I say this earlier? We know the power of Oprah. Everyone believes what they want to believe sincerely, and they're okay. And we say, well, that's just not right. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I, I think we're the truth of life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. I'm the only way. Yes, I've said a terrible word, I understand. I have said that Jesus is exclusive. His arms are wide to whosoever will. Anybody may come. It's just that you've got to come through Christ. I can't change that. I can't modify that. And I know that if I say that in, in, in University of Anywhere, 
that is a bad thing. I know it. Don't get me started. Christian persecution will increase because of, of our exclusivity. We think we're... No, no, no. We have to agree on this. We have to be one on the gospel. Or nothing else matters. I don't know what happens next, folks. I really don't know. You know, I mean, all I know is that I want you to pray what Jesus prayed. I'm about Thirty-two years ago, or thirty-three years ago, a bunch of crazy people had this big dream about having a church here. There was this wasn't here. This was a Honda shop, you know, mostly um, kind of an uh, uh, empty Honda shop. And none of these dear people knew what they were doing. You know, they just kind of took this big crazy. I don't know, Father, you got to have a church here maybe someday. And so it wasn't because they were smart or they hired a smart preacher. It's because from the very, very beginning, before I ever got here, they built the house through prayer. I'll say it louder. They built this house through prayer. So whatever we have seen is a result of God's hand and God's power. So the God that we trusted in the past, by his grace, may we trust him in the future. What I just ask you to do is pray. And I'm asking you to pray some of the things that Jesus prayed. That his name would be exalted. And that we would continue to be one. No, that we'd increasingly be one. To the glory of God the Father. Is that fair? So I want to ask you to do something that we... Man, we've done a week of prayers. We've asked people to come back on nights and pray. We've had a week of prayers. We asked people to come and pray during their lunch hour. It's hard to get away and come back. You know, I got that. So we got you now. Ha! No, no. So our plan is, and for the month of, of February, if you will, of course, if you have to leave, you can leave. Of course, of course you may. Uh, but for the whole month of February, we're just asking everyone to stay just for a few minutes to pray. I'll have some things, on, we'll have some things, slides on here, that we'll things, topics I'd like you to pray about. But we'd like to just ask you to stay. You're already here. You don't have to come back. Some of you are very, very private people. And, and you would say to me, I'm not praying out loud at all. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. I'm asking you to pray privately. Some of you, are, are more free and you really build on one another. You know, you like to hear other people pray with you. And so you pray together and you spin off each other's energy and stuff. So in a little bit, we're going to have Aaron come up and the, the team will come on up now, if you would please, a uh, worship team. And, and, and they'll lead us in, in some more worship time here. But uh, when they're all done, then we'll kind of split up. And you may get in small groups of two or three people or four people or six, I don't care. Oh. And if you don't want to be in a small group and someone invites you to be in a small group, do this. That's good. That means I don't want to be in a small group. You're allowed. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm not trying to make it awkward for you. We're just trying to make it so that we actually pray. 
Is that fair? You understand what I'm asking you? So if you have to leave, anytime you have to leave, there'll be a, 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 a informational meeting shortly after this is all done. We'll meet together here. We'll talk about what's happening, you know, in the next days ahead. Um, but between now and the meeting, would you pray? So that's the deal, okay? Uh, either pray by yourself, okay? Small groups, okay? Onesies, twosies, okay? Silently or out loud, okay? I don't care. I don't care how. If Jesus prayed this stuff, we should pray. Savior, thank you for your love. We are absolutely amazed. I mean, actually, at who you are. How far you have brought us. God, what, what you have done. Lord Jesus, may your name be exalted higher than ever before. May you be praised and glorified for every brick that's here and every door and every dear soul who's walked through these doors, Lord Jesus. Be exalted. Be glorified, I pray. And may your name continue to be weighty. May we make decisions about our future based on what you've told us in the past. For our trajectory, Savior, may it be all about glorifying you, not us, you. And then, Savior, please help us. We can't know everybody. Okay. Help us know some. We're going to have room in our busy lives for more people. Help us love some. But somehow, we might be one with an open seat for the incredibly, the number of depressed, lonely, alone people in Washera County. That they can find someplace here where they feel the love when they walk in the door. That's not ours, Lord. We can't produce that. We're not good enough. We need your help. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for your church. Thank you for giving us a model of prayer. We may never get it fully right, God, but teach us to pray. We love you, O Christ, and pray this in your name. Amen.